When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Benchtown TV. This is Jim, and I'm here with the OG Last Kingdom squad, Luke, Kyle, Dave, and Brian. Destiny brought us back together because it's all. It is all. The Last Kingdom Seven Kings Must Die has finally released. We've been waiting for this. It's crazy because I feel like we just finished The Last Kingdom, but we didn't. It's been so long. It, It hurt to wait, but everything's been flying by. All of a sudden, here it comes. Boom. The movie's out. We watched it. Let's just get right into it. But first, everybody listening, if you want to support the pod, please hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate it. But seriously, let's just get right into this because this was a banger for two hours. And I want to hear what you guys think. Whoever wants to start, let's just go. I'm going to go first. I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit and say what's on everybody's mind. Everyone I've seen on Twitter, everyone I've seen on Reddit, everywhere on social media. Like This should have been its own season. Everything about this movie did it for me. Like, I loved it, but my God, everything could have been flushed out more. I'm sure we all absolutely agree with that, especially when it comes to like the whole Ethelstan thing that was like really, really rushed. And then, oh God, forgive me for names, but Inglemund? Inglemunder. Inglemunder. The R is pronounced. He was just a classic last kingdom character that they build you up to hate with all your guts. And then you end up getting a nice, just like resolution for that. But like, that would have been amazing if it got to breathe over a season, especially Ethel Sand, Cause we'll, we'll factor in the idea that there's a pretty big time skip in between the end of the series and the start of the movie. I'm getting too into the details now. All I want to say is like, I really liked it. I won't say like, it was like the best movie ever. Right. Like I'm saying, I'm sitting out here saying it's seven out of 10, but what's more important for me is that it did absolutely nothing to tarnish the last kingdom as a show. And that was what I was more worried about is I wanted it to just not make me have a bad taste in my mouth for Uhtred and it didn't. And it was good. And I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I want to jump right in now because I want to get my opinion out because I don't know if you guys are fully going to agree and I'd rather say it so that you guys can come back at me if you disagree for certain things. Um, Luke, I do agree with you. It didn't tarnish the last kingdom at all. I enjoyed the movie two hours. Wish it was a season. It really needed to be a season. I, I really think it was rushed. It was a lot being packed in. I think that maybe my hot take is that it's similar to El Camino for Breaking Bad. I don't think it tarnished The Last Kingdom. I don't think it was needed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that The Last Kingdom was a phenomenal finale. I think that really we loved Uhtred. The story was about Uhtred. I know that really stories about England forming and and all of that. But really, Uhtred's story ended at the end of season five. He got Bevenberg back. It rained. 
the bringer of rain, baby. It it happened. We got it. And that to me was the perfect ending. If you want to keep going and give us another season, okay. Um, I think that the movie was fun, entertaining. I think that there was some glaring misses on who they didn't put in to mm-hmm. the movie, and we'll get into that. Obviously, I think that they destroyed Ethelstan, and 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 that's this is a personal thing, meaning like. I don't think that they wrote him badly, but and it's also his character from the books. But he went from like MVP and all of our rankings yeah. to like the worst just because mm-hmm. he just fell apart. But um, yeah, I, I I don't think it tarnished the last kingdom at all. I, I probably would say seven ish out of ten, just like you. But I don't know if it was necessarily needed. I would say I agree with most of that. I felt like it's tough because, you know, it's a good show when it really drags emotion out of you. Like I was personally very devastated to watching Ethelstan like throw away yeah. him and Uhtred's relationship. And that's like, okay, Hey, that's on one hand, that is a sign of a good show. I mean, it gets you actually emotionally attached to these fictional characters, but yeah, it just even like, maybe not even a full season, but like four episodes, like well, two movies. Runs. Yeah. I was, I was, two movies could have worked. Just it's something a little more. Cause I agree that it felt like, Especially, I mean, it's been, I guess, maybe a year since Last Kingdom came out. I'm just throwing that number out there. But it felt a little bit of whiplashy of like, okay, Ethel stands like this now. And it's like, obviously, the time changes, but it was a little bit like, whoa. I mean, you guys summed it up perfectly. I really don't have much else to say. All of my critiques with the characters and certain events that happened in the movie all just could have been better explained just through a whole season so not much else to say obviously just great seeing our boy Uhtred of Bevenberg back on screen oh, yeah. the battle scenes yeah. as always just they knock it out of the park with every season they've done well with them and they continue to do so well uh, continue to do that in the movie so it was just great getting him back yeah I think they leaned on the formula that they knew worked um, and I think they did a really good job within the confines of only knowing that they had an hour and a half to wrap up all these storylines we all wish they could have gotten a season but given the fact that they did not I thought they did a phenomenal job because there's been a lot of these sort of I don't know cash grab movies that you're just like oh my gosh like Luke was saying completely tarnished your memory of the series it didn't do that Um, and also Jimmy when you said I don't think it was necessary I feel like that depends on how you view what the story was supposed to be was it supposed to be Uhtred taking back Bevenberg I always thought the overarching story was about the formation of England so for that reason like historians they see Ethelstan's rise to power and the ascension to the throne as the establishment of a unified England. The battle that we see at the end of this episode is like the ultimate battle that decided, okay, Ethelstan's going to make this thing work. So for that reason, I'm kind of glad that we had this movie uh, to give us closure in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel you there just because what I was saying is, The debate, I guess, is I don't even know if it's worth having, but it depends on how you watch the show. If you watch the show with the eyesight of, hey, it's about the formation of England, just like you said, then, yeah, let's give it let's give us that movie and we'll watch and enjoy it. And then the show is over. If you really just think, all right, I'm watching this for my boy Uhtred, which I don't know if I'm necessarily saying that, but I I feel like that's kind of how I felt like this is Uhtred's story for me. This is how I'm watching it. His story ended in season five's ending. I know that. They give him a nice ending and we'll get to that for the movie as well. But, you know, I just think I think my one thing and I know, Luke, you're going to jump in and and I don't want to turn it too much. But 
I think that this almost gave us more questions than answers because of the lack of people that they didn't place into the movie. Um, I see your face, Brian, but let's let's have Luke do his thing first, because I know you're going to jump in and then we can talk about that. Yeah, I just wanted to say now that we kind of got our initial thoughts out and we are going to go back to what you just said there, Jimmy, uh, just anyone listening, we're not going to treat this like our season coverage where we're going to go through everything. We're basically going to free ball this just quick bullet point notes and just talk about likes and dislikes as we've already been doing. So if you're here for like a full recap, like Bingetown usually does, we're probably not going to be getting that detailed. Just eh. doesn't seem. I mean, we might. We'll see. We usually, <laughs> we usually, say, we usually say that. We're then... three hours. We're yeah. still on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying it's going to be shit. Not gonna, it doesn't have to be quick, but yeah. I, I really don't right, think right. it's worth going through each plot point like we would no. normally do yeah, because we sure. have the whole story front to back. Um, but yeah, there's there's just an unbelievable amount of things we can still talk about. Uh, and then I want to fixate right now on some of the mixing missing characters and take it for what you want, however you want. Like some of this could be behind the scene acting things, One right? Like confirmed. Okay. So One I actually don't have that information. Yeah. I was just going to list some of the notable missings and you can, you know, let me know what you've heard about anything, whether it's, they were absent from the story. They died in the time skip. There was something to do with the actors. There's so many different reasons that, things could have happened here but the people that i absolutely like noticed right away edward's forgivable this is a time skip about him dying even though i'm really sad yeah. i would have liked at least yeah. a scene with him really like the character but just the girls of like our squad and i i use that lightly because yeah. i'm going to include ale swift on this too but edith ale swift and hild just missing felt a little weird because they're kind of like at least Edith and Hild were like glue towards the end of the series. So that definitely was surprising to me. And then the biggest one that is a head scratcher is why Stiora wasn't even mentioned. Yeah. But those are the ones I noticed right away. And I'm probably missing some. And then we also got the recast for Edward's widowed wife now. Ragnar and Sigtrier could have easily been in Valhalla, but I don't think that's well, a different. Okay. That, that's Ragnar different. was we'll get to young that. Ragnar. I don't think young Ragnar. Young Ragnar was not, and I think that okay. was ridiculous. And I really hope it was because the actor just couldn't make it or something. Because they mm -hmm. did a whole entire story arc about getting yeah, this guy to sure Valhalla. Did. Show yeah. me him in Valhalla. But Luke, you're uh, you nailed everyone I had. I had Elf went in there too, just because she was important towards the end. Um, but Ellsworth is the one she had prior engagement she wasn't able to get in there so okay. she mm. was a, a behind the scenes thing she, i mean if we're being honest she should probably be dead anyway if she's technically the mom of edward i know <laughs> i know we're not doing that here with the whole age thing because each should be 80 when he's fighting this war <laughs> they did a I big mean, time skip at the did... beginning and it was like whoa he's so yeah. old or at least he should be <laughs> They did this on Reddit, I believe, in one of the Facebook groups that we follow. Shout out to all of those because uh, we always love working with all of them and collaborating with them. Somebody did the timing thing based on like history slash like the books and Uhtred literally should have been like 85 at this point yeah. in the story. So, you know, we're not going to worry about that. But yeah, Ailes with, you know, she specifically said, I am staying with you. Edith, I thought was, you know, we were hoping, Luke, it's your girl. We were hoping that mm -hmm. she was going to be Uhtred's girl. Uh, Hild, I think, is just ridiculous. And I mean, I just want to bring up the fact, too, Osbert's there, but he's nothing. Like, yeah. I thought that he was going to be something yeah. like I thought he was going to be a way bigger deal just because of how he was the hidden child. And, and he was basically the like almost the last scene. I can't remember correctly, but he was pretty much the last scene of the whole series. Him joining 
Bevenberg. So um, eh, we'll get into that part later. But yeah, Alphorn was the only one that I had that you didn't have, Luke. She was busy doing House of the Dragon. Yeah, she was busy. <laughs> also want to comment off what Dave said. I'm not counting the Valhalla thing because that's just different. That could have been like an unbelievable amount of characters. I meant the people that yep. should have been alive. I'll allow that but i just won't allow young ragnar being in there they i would have paid that guy a million dollars just to be like <laughs> hey let, let's finish the story we had to make sure you were there they got ragnar the elder the older whatever the heck his name was the older ragnar they had our boy heston mm-hmm. <laughs> they had uh brita and Boo. they had clap yeah i yep. know right they got some peeps for us but yeah they were missing young ragnar and that one kind of hurt and think about king edward timothy Hines, man he was like damn not going to get a paycheck for this. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, I mean, that was actually funny when I saw the beginning of this and we can take this out wherever we want to go, because I know Brian, me and you probably have to jump back into what I said about more questions than answers, but um, King Edward dying right away. I agree with you, Luke. Like it makes sense if they did the time jump, but we just were so off because we were doing mm-hmm. the whole end of the series thing where they're like looking at each other and we're like, dude, is that we're going to be the villain? He's looking at Utrecht yeah. pissed. And we were thinking mm-hmm. it's going to be 1v1 Utrid and, and Edward, and obviously that didn't happen. Um, I <laughs> I guess they didn't want to pay him or whatever, but I would have liked to see a dead body of, of Timothy Ein just to give me a little King Edward action, but, you know, it's all good. That was More. the one for me that felt like it was the, we were missing the biggest part of was Edward because they set up season five for Edward to be, you know, the, the one going against Utrid, and then all of a sudden we start the movie and we get word that he's basically dying. It's kind of like Black Panther 2 with Shadow Boseman. Completely different situation, obviously, but it was just such a dick tease with the end of the season. Like, I was starting to really like Edward as just a character, like, even if he was kind of a villain ish. Um, so I really was hoping we would get him in this movie, and we unfortunately did not get him at all. The more we talk about it, the more I'm thinking they just had to make these decisions because they knew they were working with one single movie. If you decide to bring Edward into the fold, definitely he would be pretty high up on the list of people you would have to pay big money to get. But then it's like, okay, we have him on his deathbed. How long is that going to stretch out? Is it a five minute thing? If we bring him in, pay him that money, we're going to want to get our money's worth, make it a 15 minute death sequence. And it's like, all right. And that would have been kind of a precursor to what they were trying to highlight in this film, which is the secession of Ethelstan. I kind of appreciated the fact that they just threw us right into the middle of it. Okay, Edward's dead. Now we have to deal with the fallout instead of taking five minutes of slowed down pace watching this dude die. Yeah. So I thought it was I mean, fine. we've done that. We've done that enough in The Last Kingdom. A lot of slow deaths. True that. We've seen a lot of slow deaths. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It really does. And there was rumors, and I really tried. I know, Brian, you specifically don't like trailers. I didn't watch the trailer, but I, I tried not to hear anything. But a lot of people knew that Ethel Stan was going to be one of the main characters of this movie. And we guessed that anyway. And I actually heard it in a way on Twitter where I was like, oh, man, I thought he was actually going to be like, the main character and Utrecht was going to die off at some point. Like I had a preconceived notion by an accidental, just a rumor that Ethel Stan was the major main character. So I'm glad that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, the time skip is totally fine. Totally fine for me. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of Ethel Stan versus Utrid, quote unquote versus. I thought that idea is a very compelling plot line. It just, again, it, kind of comes back to it would have been really fun to see it over multiple episodes 
and like have it drawn out a little more. I mean, it's fun that we get like the reconciliation and obviously, you know, I don't know how you could ever mistrust Uhtred from Edelstan's shoes. Like he's literally the greatest guy who's ever lived that you've ever known ever. And he's like, (laughs) now he's not trusting him, which is crazy. It would have been nice to maybe if there was more like moments filled in where like maybe it feels more believable. I don't know. But I like because I said it when we were watching of like the idea of Edelstan versus Uhtred and that like type of battle and struggle is like really fun to think about because especially the whole like kind of father son angle of it and all that kind of stuff. But again, we only had so much time to get after it. So the, mm-hmm. the coin kind of falls on the other side fairly quickly and Ethel stands back on the, in our good graces. One of the common things I feel like I've been seeing with these reviews is that people are just like pissed at Netflix for like wasting money on things like terrible live actions like blood Witcher Blood Origins. They're just all throwing Witcher Blood Origins under the bus. It's like <laughs> they waste money on shit like that, but they can't <laughs> give funny. Last Kingdom, which is like a favorited show on netflix for a lot of people that like a full seasons i would love to know how that decision was made whether it was a netflix thing the writers decided the actor just decided there's a million reasons why it could have just been a quick we're out with a movie i would love to know the reason because it just to me give it one more season and be done or even like you said kyle four episodes six episodes and then be done it's i hope they don't do this with peaky blinders that is definitely something that we have to kind of talk about I guess not really, but Luke had brought it up while we were watching because, I mean, I while I agree that Last Kingdom, it still ended strong. The I'm satisfied with the movie. It didn't tarnish the name, and I'm sure Peaky Blinders will follow that mold, but I'm just worried that what could have just been one final season is just going to feel rushed in one final movie. We'll yeah, see, yeah. though. But I feel like Peaky Blinders is a show that they're willing to spend a I, lot more time in production on. I think it might be a theatrical release. That's actually like a full-on theatrical release. I'm not positive, okay. but if that's the case, then yeah, they're they're putting that cash money. And so also, Netflix Netflix isn't making the Peaky Blinders movie, so like, right? right? Like right, it's, right. it's 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 mm. not going to no, be their BBC. production studio. Yeah, 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 right. You're right. So I think they're gonna they're gonna do fine. I'm I'm a little worried because I think I I think we all kind of agree. Last Kingdom and Peaky Blinders end it, and it could have just both been done. It's weird how similar these shows are going in parallel. So I'm really hoping that it follows suit. Where if it ruins Peaky Blinders for you, I'm gonna be so fucking mad. But anyway, back to Last Kingdom because that's what we're here to talk about. I want to throw a question <laughs> over to Brian and Jimmy, and then I'm gonna talk to Kyle and Dave, who I actually watched it with physically. Um, we mentioned this kind of off pod. We ended up doing a death pool before the movie started mm. and we just we're huge fantasy football nerds so anytime we can snake draft some people to die we're gonna freaking do it whether it's game of thrones peaky blinders last kingdom all that stuff so question to you guys um i'm not sure how biased you are after having watched it but do you remember like having a feeling of did you think utrid was gonna die were there other people on your mind that you were convinced were gonna die or survive on the other hand so i just wanted to see what your guys thoughts going into the movie was I can jump in first, Brian, unless you have an answer. Um, I already kind of answered, was Uhtred going to die? And that was, yes, I thought so. I don't know if it was the preconceived notion because I was hearing rumors of Ethel Stan being the main character. I mean, my preconceived notion of this movie was literally going to be so far in the future. Maybe I thought it was going to be showing us something pretty soon after the end of season five and then the major time jump in a way where like Uhtred's gone like Ethelstan is like older and he's actually the full-on king and he's dealing with 
the other kingdoms, you know, the other kings, Scotland and all them. And that was going to bring Constantine back in and blah, blah, blah. So I don't really know if I had any other preconceived notions of death just because I thought everyone was just going to be almost wiped off. I thought it was going to be like a ride off into the sunset for the first like maybe 20 minutes or so for Uhtred. I thought we were going to get Hild and Edith, but People I thought it was going to be that. I thought it was going to be an Osbert and a freaking Ethelstan movie. Like, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you can't I know you can't do that. I know because Uhtred's the star and I, I like that Uhtred was there, but that's just what I thought. I mean, I really was expecting that because these are based on three books at the end of the series. And again, I don't know how many times I got to say it, but Uhtred's like 500 years old in these books at the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the like, books... I mean, were your expectations not in the toilet at that point then? If you were going in thinking it's Ethelstan and Osbert, we're going to rule the show for... <laughs> well, I mean, minutes. if you saw if you heard what I said in the very beginning, I basically biatched about the fact that Osbert is nothing. So you already heard that part. <laughs> you feel hoodwinked by that. No one else yeah. in the world, I feel like, feels so hard done by Osbert's lack of <laughs> Well, I'm I caught dude. Come on. I named him Osbert and I was right. Come on, remember <laughs> that. Remember yeah, that. Yeah. I yeah, named we'll put... him myself. <laughs> so I wanted my boy to get some more screen time, except for just freaking letting them in the gates and, and sandbag and Utrid. I mean, come on. But um, yeah, no, I mean, again. I didn't I didn't have like expectations where it was like, oh, Jesus, like Utra being in it. I was like, OK, we're good. It's just a different story <laughs> than I expected. I mean, it's Osbert not anything I'm majorly senior. worried about. Yeah, me and Osbert were just like, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so to answer your question, I, like Jimmy, didn't really go into it with expectations of who was going to die. I wasn't really thinking about that. Although, like the name suggests, Seven Kings Must Die. I thought that was going to have to do with some sort of a prophecy <laughs> from somewhere and i thought that a bunch of our rulers were going to get the axe so i was just thinking of what rulers would even still be around here i knew one of them would be edward assuming that this was going to highlight ethelstan but other than that i was like constantine should still be around um i i couldn't even rattle like off the only any two. other rulers yeah. that i Wales, but i don't remember so, yeah. his name and he yeah. should have been they, old as hell too they threw um, i think like three or four kings i feel like mm-hmm. that we've never really seen before yeah. i figure we i figured we were going to get a, a higher up dane as we've gotten pretty much every season of the last kingdom which we did it was like a dane olaf was that his name Anlaf, 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 maybe Olaf is the, yeah. is the guy from Frozen. I think Olaf is his like actual. I think Olaf is his maybe like Nordic name, but Anlaf is like the English translation of it. So they went with that because uh, he obviously like okay. a lot of characters in the show. He was a real person. I was yeah, just yeah. reading the Wikipedias, and Olaf was definitely the name I read in the yeah. Wikipedias. But yeah, okay. he was like from I think he was posted up in Ireland, so yeah, he, was he was like a King Celtic Ireland. Dane. Yeah. Ireland, I love how they say Ireland. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't thinking who was going to die, but I figured Edward was, uh, and I'm so glad that it was not a Ethelstan Osbert. <laughs> that would have been. Let me uh, let me go ahead and read off the uh, Deadpool. I'll do the first three rounds because the last the last round that we did, the three people aren't even in it. It's Osbert, Stewart, and Utra Junior. So Osbert was in it, bro. Okay, <laughs> should have died. He was in it, and he had a lot of chances to die. I was so Luke had the number one overall pick and selected Utrid, which we can confident. debate. 
uh, which yeah. we can debate. This is a debate. It's a, yeah, debate. it's a debate, dude. Yeah. If we're gonna debate this, I'm fucking done because you're stupid. <laughs> I, I, I ranked. I scored it as a point seven five at the end. So yeah, said see, Luke there's a point seven five right in the corner. And then so Kyle went next and took Constantine. Bullshit. Who, yeah, didn't die. <laughs> Son died. Not him. Yeah. I took Aldhelm with the third overall pick. Nice. Nice. Yep. yep. I hated doing it though. I hated doing it yeah. because I love Aldhelm, and I really want to quickly say that. The reunion between Aldhelm and Uhtred just like warmed my heart so much. Like that was just such a yep. they have such great reunion moments in this show when they just come up and hug each other. Um, and so I went with Aylesworth not knowing that she wasn't going to be in the movie. So that was a terrible choice. And so it went <laughs> back to Kyle, who selected Daddy Peerlig. Which oh, he had a scare. That he one had... you were probably you're probably like, yeah, baby. Dude, let's go. They were, and all of a they sudden he just magically me. came back to life. They were jerking me around all over the place in this movie, man. I thought I was going to have like a 4-0 sweep and I came away with Kyle did out. really well. And even at the beginning, I was like, I like Kyle's team a lot. But Daddy Purely got we got the fake out twice from him. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. But um, went back to Luke, who took the boys, Finnan and Citric. Oh, yeah. Luke's was, oh, oh, you went at the end. bulletproof. Yeah. I <laughs> At this point, they're bulletproof, dude. Yeah, Let me defend after he's done. Tell the last two. Okay, and then so I believe it went to Kyle, who selected Elfweird, and then finally I selected Ethelstan as the last pick. Mm. Mm. So just to defend my picks real quick, Uhtred, <laughs> I was like arrogantly confident was going to die because I know we joke all the time he's 500. Like I was thinking like if they're going to do an epilogue type movie like this he's dead and then the finnan and sick trick thing i just took the shotgun approach of like i did the same thing in season five in our coverage i was always saying i thought finnan or sick trick were gonna die i was pretty much expecting them, it because yeah. exactly they've killed so many like so many good characters over the first five seasons and it felt a little game of thronesy towards the end where plot armor started being tiny bit more prevalent but yeah i was happy to be wrong but i totally thought at least finnan or sick trick wasn't making it out should have picked finnan's wife yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Right. that escaped us. Was that the was that his wife in the show? I don't remember. I yeah. they were both I think they hooked up. Not sure. Yeah, I can't remember. Same. No, I, I mean he has a wife, one hundred percent. They have a million kids, but I don't, I don't yeah. know if it's the same nah, actress. That's Citric, right? Citric has a million kids. Oh no, no, you're right, yeah, you're correct. right. Citric yeah. has a million kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke, you made your choices because you thought that it was going to be a quick Uhtred story in the beginning for twenty minutes, and then it was going to be a nice Osborne Ethelstan story for the rest of the movie, yeah, right? Clearly, exactly. <laughs> no, he, he picked Uhtred because he thought there'd be the white letters at the end in the epilogue that said Uhtred died in his bed alone or whatever. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that would have gave That's you what points. It just sounded dude. like I just feel hard done if I'm honest. I Constantine, the idea of like the the princes being the kings is. I, that's I think Corny. the number I think that's the number two complaint that I have about like obviously we've talked about the whole it's, wasn't enough time thing but I think that's the number two complaint that I have and that it, it just yeah I get it but and I don't think maybe I wouldn't have this complaint as hard if we didn't do the death pool and I had Constantine because I was like <laughs> dude so obvious but I was kind of like okay I, I guess I get it but yeah I was I was with the third pick. I was literally like, fuck you, Kyle. Like that was those two <laughs> Uhtred and Constantine felt so obvious to me. And then it was kind of hard from there. But let's talk about a couple of these deaths because so I took Aldhelm third overall, which obviously that ended up happening. But his death felt a little anticlimactic to me. Um, I, Again, probably could have been fleshed out. It just all comes back to just this needed a full season because it was a death that the, the movie needed. So it, I like I didn't fully hate it. 
but it just felt not like it didn't feel a satisfying death for our boy Aldhelm. Felt very much. Remember in Game of Thrones when Theon takes Winterfell, and I forget the Maester's name, and I don't think Theon does Lewin. it, but yeah, Lewin, Lewin yeah. just catches a stray for speaking up against him being an asshole, and that felt very unsatisfying because I liked Lewin. I came to respect him. Bloody. Same with Aldhelm. I loved him, and I mm-hmm. feel like he just caught a stray of Ethelstan indulging his worst characteristics, mm-hmm. and I'm always going to tie that death Ethel Stan's character assassination. Let's yeah. just be yeah. honest. He was tough to watch him making a lot of his decisions. This movie yep. totally put a, pin in, put a pin in Ethel yeah. Stan, though, because we're going to yeah. probably all mm-hmm. have an opinion on that. I just want to say for for Aldhelm, uh, I remember this being one of the biggest plot armor saves from season five where mm-hmm. nobody really died in the Battle of Bebenberg there. I don't even know if it was called the Battle of Bebenberg. I think this is the Battle of Bebenberg. Either way, you know, the big climactic fight at the end of season five. Aldhelm was like on the cliff. I think he was one of those people and they just didn't kill anybody. So I'm a little salty that he still, that they saved him in the realistic way. He would die to kill him in this way. But the way I justify it for myself, and I mentioned this kind of off the rip when I was saying my overall view of the movie is one of the things that the last kingdom does better than almost any show, like up there with game of Thrones is they know how to make you hate a character that's against our characters and they needed to do something real fast to make Ethelstan like be like the enemy and make some sort of like some sort of conflict that was going to be satisfying for us to resolve. And they had to do it to Aldhelm. Super sad, but right there, I I think I remember saying to Kyle and Dale, I was like, I, this guy, he needs to die now. Ethelstan just is dead. Wrong, but you know, it was a nice memory of Ethel fled as well, because I always associate Mm -hmm. Aldhelm as her like number two guy who she got a couple shout outs. I am um, fled. fled. There you go. <laughs> I might be in the minority, I guess, here, but I feel like that was one of the best like plot lines, story devices in the whole movie. I thought it was very believable. I thought Aldhelm went out in a way that was very Aldhelm. I mean, obviously, it was not very Ethelstan, but it was very Aldhelm. I mean, he's riding for Uchiri. He puts his life on the line for him. Uh, I mean, it, it did a good job also of showing how far Ethelstan has gone. Like Luke said, I feel like it was an emotional scene. It was shot really well. And the like the scenery behind it was really nice. I thought Aldhelm, you know, he looked death in the face with with dignity and honor. And I just I thought, honestly, it was really, really it almost felt obviously the Uhtred Sendaway was amazing because it was like they built the whole movie around that, basically. But the Aldhelm one was, I thought, really good. It was one of the best deaths, I think, in the series. We were rooting so hard, like we wanted like a video game moment. An arrow comes down and yeah. shoots. I was literally man. screaming. I was literally screaming, "Arrow, please, arrow, please!" <laughs> someone. There's Steora coming to the rescue. You know. Yeah, was, there you uh, go. It, like, great. it was slow enough that like it gave us time to like really appreciate. I feel like it gave us time to like look back on Aldhelm's character and like think about all we've been through with him and kind of like be times that said thinking about Ethel fled. Like it felt like they did that really, really, really well. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I actually think you nailed it, Kyle. I think my only problem was literally the assassination of Ethelstan and his character. And that's not a problem because that's what they were going for. And you guys already nailed that as well. So we'll get into the Ethelstan thing a little bit later. But can you imagine the only thing that I was thinking was we have the part where Uhtred is on his knees and Ethelstan has the sword out and you're wondering what he's going to do. And at any time, you know. That, uh, that the guy's right in front of you, the guy who's going to murder you is right in front of you, and he could change his mind, just like he did. But the moment that Ethelstan 
walked away and put his back to Aldhelm, I was like, it's over. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, I was actually like, my gosh, like Aldhelm, because they were homies. That's the, and I, I don't know if we need to talk about that either right now or later, but if you're Aldhelm, he took it with honor, just like you guys said. But at the same time, in his head, he's like, is he really going to do this? And then when mm-hmm. Ethelstan puts his back to him and just walks away, there's no change in your mind now. I definitely got choked up when he said, you don't have to give the order. And he that's when he, I think he just coldly just walks away and it's just like, oh, it was, I think you're right, Kyle. It does like reflecting on it. It, is, it was a nice moment for Aldhelm. But again, I think it was just more so the fact that Ethelstan quickly just having to kill a character probably was the, the bad taste in my mouth that I had during that scene. Let's also talk about Elf Weird because, again, a, a, probably another suffering of lack of duration. But Kyle got this point here. I honestly Sick. thought I was definitely in shock, though. When it happened, I was like, holy f- mouth was agape. That was one of the last kingdom moments that, you know, you were hoping to see in this in this movie. And I was definitely shocked by it. I really thought because in season five, I felt like Ethel Stan was like hyped up to be kind of a, a good guy, like following a mm-hmm. footsteps sure. and that moment really that was the the tide changer of his character for me in the movie and i was so i was shocked i loved it absolutely loved it and i i'll, I'll give my credit to alf weird because we definitely hated on him in season in the season five reviews i feel like i feel like he was always we were kind of negative towards him and i will give him his flowers for kind of doing what he felt like was the right mo- move in surrendering honorably but he he caught that blade yeah, he felt like oh, he, he was more of a product. I feel like of his mom and his grandpa and his grandparents. Yeah, always like yeah, fuck yeah. this little guy. But yeah, I would agree. It was definitely a surprising showing from him. What was the grandfather's name? Oh, we we kept forgetting the during the movie, and we yeah, still I called him. Right I called him a grandfather on oh, purpose man. because I Ethelhelm, could not remember Ethelhelm, his right? name as Dave was talking. <laughs> I thought Ethelhelm was Ethel Fled's husband who sucked. No, no, that's Ethel Red. That's Ethel Red. <laughs> okay, I think it was Ethelhelm. Okay, I just want to curse his name correctly <laughs> that's, tonight. That's fair. <laughs> one of the Ethels. It is Ethelhelm. <laughs> cool. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. One Kyle. of the Ethels. Yeah. I don't want to give him too many props though. Like Elfweird did. <laughs> he literally. I mean, I like that he surrendered. He listened to Utrid, and you listen mm. to Utrid when he tells you to do something, you do it. But I mean. Trying to take the throne and say that Ethel stands a bastard is basically just doing what yeah. Ethelhelm. It's it's continuing the Ethelhelm storyline. Where towards the end of season five, we were hoping that it was mostly influence that made him the way he is, and it was kind of showing that maybe that's that was what was happening, and he would turn a new leaf. But I mean, I know, I know, like back then it's like, oh, this is my duty. I, I'm, I need to be king because this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is, that's how life was back then. But I just still think that he was continuing his season five storyline by saying Ethelstan was a bastard and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I could have forgiven Ethelstan for murdering uh, his brother. It was cold blooded. And that was like, oh, Ethelstan's changed a little bit. But when he let his troops just like ransack the castle or whatever and just slaughter everyone, that was like, oh, Ethelstan's going to be a tyrant, tyrant. Okay. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's unfortunate. I like that he went against Uhtred there because that was a very rational train of thought. Hey, this guy's been advertising that I'm a bastard for months assembling an army. I can't just let him walk clean for this. We had to see that Ethelstan wasn't just going to submit to whatever Uhtred tells him to do. So 
I don't know, but I agree with Dave. My jaw was on the floor because it was it was shocking. Mm-hmm. You know, I really wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I've yeah. played enough Crusader Kings to know that that guy <laughs> that guy can't live. You yeah. can't let him walk out of that <laughs> castle ever. But also, um, now I'm thinking because Jimmy, you're putting the idea in my head. I wonder if there was some poor soul out there that misinterpreted and thought it was an elf weird movie. And then mm. he gets gutted in the first <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes. And this guy's invited all his friends over, made theme snacks, and his boy goes down. Right <laughs> Team Elf Weird, man. Let's go. What would an Elf Weird themed snack be? <laughs> Everything would just be Bowl out of. Cuts. Yeah, it would just be filmed out of a film. It would be fucking food and bowls. And yeah, everyone has a matching yep. bowl cut. <laughs> Maybe some, uh, some armor. I have no idea. Just getting the boys over to cheer on uh... Elf Weird. <laughs> Damn, damn. Oh my do we want to talk, talk about, about next? I was yeah. going to say, do we want to talk about the, the Uhtred 0.75 point that Luke received for... Um, I guess death? we can wait till the just end like, for that one. Okay. Unless yeah, we want to just talk all deaths. We can yeah. talk all deaths if we want. That's let's fine. talk like the battle and Valhalla scene just like as one of our last like points. Because I think let's if we're t- going to talk about Ethelstan, we should talk about the person that's been shadow puppeting him from the side this whole time. Sure. And who actually the more distance i am from the movie the more i like am kind of appreciating as a as a part of this movie and again i don't remember how we pronounced it in the beginning ingle munder yep okay that wasn't bad so ingle munder um i really really in, and unless i misread this enjoy that he is the exact opposite of utrid in where he was born a dane but quote-unquote raised by the saxons they went back to the danes either way it's yeah. just like the complete opposite polar opposite embodiment of what Uhtred is and that alone is just like very interesting and a cool concept that I again wish was explored throughout a whole season we could have really really grown to hate like this character uh but yeah he was like kind of very needed to make Ethelstan believable at all but what were your guys impressions of him do you like to hate him or did you hate to hate him well I was gonna say Luke just like you said he would have been he could have been one of the best bad guys in the entire show if they had mm-hmm. a season to flesh him out because he's so interesting, like you said, Luke, because he's the exact opposite of Uhtred, but he has none of Uhtred's loyalty where Uhtred had those feelings where he was like, I have to be loyal to the Danes, but I'm, I'm loyal to Alfred and the Saxons because I, I made an oath and this and that. And we do get the scene towards the end before he dies where he said, you know, I became fond of you. But really, he was just a turncoat the entire time mm-hmm. and he was a spy. So having that be known for an entire season, having it be like you are Uhtred except you're a POS version of Uhtred, that could have been like a nice, nice bad guy to have. Right. Yeah. And I think the the reveal too of him being a spy, like imagine that happening in like episode three or four. And it's like, Oh fuck. Like it was, it was still like, wow, oh, okay, yeah. this is, this mm-hmm. is a big move. But it, I mean, the fact that it happened, you know, 45 minutes after we met him, I feel like obviously packs a little bit less of a punch, but I agree. I think that's a perfect way to surmise his character is that he could have been great, but he still was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I th- I loved, I freaking loved the scene where he gets caught up and he thinks he's going to die and he goes for the sword and Uhtred's like, oh, so you do follow our God still. Yeah. I thought that should have been known and I think that's when Uhtred knew, but I think that should have just been known for Ethan Ethelstan. I know he was in love with him and everything, but I mean, his whole act was like i'm a dane who's a saxon and i'm christian now i'm fully christian but then he in a moment of duress he went to his old gods when he was supposed to be so 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 religious to the christian way 
I thought that should have been like major red flags to Ethelstan. But again, you know, everything was, we know he had blinders like crazy just because he loved them and stuff. I just think, think it's they wild. Played that chess game back in the day or whatever that game was when he's like, that was crazy. Like, what yeah, do I so do? Weird. And he's like, pick a rock or whatever. <laughs> and then it just like happens. To, I feel like he probably obviously did some shifty business behind the, the book itself to make it be whatever. But oh, yeah. Just thinking of that, like, in real terms, like obviously Ethelstan was a real person, but like there's probably some of that going on in real life back in the day day where it was like throw a dart at something. It's like, oh, what was that? John 316. Yeah, what's God not... telling us right now? Yeah, exactly. It's always a symbol. <laughs> it always means something. Christians back then act like they're so different than the Danes when really it's it's so similar where we're seeing season one with the seers and all the thing he's rolling bones and dice and it's like how is that really any different than playing chess and picking a scripture from chess so it, that was really cool to see and i think kyle like you're saying about if they had the full season and he would have been revealed around episode three even if it was only a six episode season that would have given us the time to let ethelstan bring himself back in all of our eyes. I mean, he he comes back at the end and it is what it is. It was two hours and you don't have that much time to do it. But for me, it's like Aldhelm dying, the stabbing of his brother. That's whatever. Sacking of Mercia. That's a problem, especially when Uhtred's telling him to not to do it and stuff. I don't know that I really was like, all right, I forgive you, bro. But if you gave me the full season, maybe I, I would have been able to, to, to get turned a little bit. Mm -hmm. I forgave him. You forgave him. But I, I one of my favorite scenes was um Ethelstan <laughs> and Inglemunder in Alfred. Alfred's room, mm. the room, the the great room. Um, I just thought that like the idea that they were again, it's like the idea of Ethelstan feeling like he needs to conquer England and be on this like religious mission. The idea of that storyline is very attractive to me and i was like this is this is sick i like this reasoning and everything like that and it's just i guess another thing where it's like damn only they had more time but we were laughing because like at some level there's one perspective you could take it that like the writers indirectly were saying that like being gay is so bad that you need to yeah. just kill all of these people and take yeah. over all this land to offset it in God's eyes. And I mean, we were under the influence of something at the time, but I thought that was so kind of funny. I think that is what it was, though, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. That's was what like, were doing. dude, you're so gay. You need to take over all of this land. <laughs> the one well, thing that people were like really upset about too that i was reading is that apparently uh ethelstan so he the real ethelstan had never actually married in real life and so that was a creative direction that the producers i guess chose to take is to make ethelstan gay and for whatever re of course i guess there's always a community of people that are just going to rage against that so they're just like why would they ever make ethelstan gay like he wasn't it it wasn't like clearly ever said that he was gay in you know books of his and you know sure he didn't have a lover but it's just ridiculous that he would even do it but i honestly kind of like the twist to that because you know I, f I felt like even with his interactions with utrid you know it felt like he was like even in front of utrid who is probably the one of the definitions of you know like masculinity he probably felt a little intimidated to even have that like because even when utrid calls him out for it he's that like he throws that accusation right out the window and just completely rejects it. But I honestly like the take that you know Ethelstan was gay, and I I thought it brought a again and should have just been fleshed out in a longer season. But I I like that take on it. Apparently, I like the creative direction. It was it was 
barely hinted at it, the books. I mean, I guess this I where, read that as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the one kind of hole in our game for The Last Kingdom is that none of us have read the books. But I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that's shocking, especially because, like you said, I mean, the real Ethel stand didn't have kids, didn't have didn't marry anyone. I think mm-hmm. I've also read that there's really not anything really known about his personal life. So I like the idea of Uhtred, like, especially because I feel like Christian cultures are ones that are very anti that. Like, yeah. I feel like yeah. Danish cultures probably wasn't a- as big of a deal, potentially. That's me making an well, assumption they, at this point. But Uhtred is actually, like, he's like, I don't give a fuck who you hump, dude. Just stop being a dickhead to everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they confirm it in one of the scenes where they say, like, Danes do whatever they want. It's different for us when they're saying Christians. So, I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure. And I think that is like a great parallel to this story where Ethelstan is being manipulated, I guess, in a way where Ingle Munder is the one saying, like, yo, man, we're banging and it's a sin. So you got to do this. You got to <laughs> yeah. kill everybody. So and, and right. And then you have his actual father figure someone who he loves come to him and be like dude who cares who freaking cares stop being a dickhead just like you said kyle like dude it's it's you're getting manipulated and it just shows how young i mean i don't know i don't know young i don't know how that works anymore in this yeah. show but <laughs> young and in love ethelstan was and then but utrid the wise understands like dude you're, you're just straight up being manipulated hump who you want to hump dude but don't let them freaking control everything yeah um i do want to say true? if this article i'm reading is to believe is to be believed Bernard Cornwell, the author of the books, has confirmed that Ethelstan was supposed to be gay in the Saxon Chronicles narrative, which is the book series right, that right. the show cool. is based on. Um, and in addition to that, a lot of his writings are supposed to fill in the blanks of what the motivations for rulers' actions were from way back in the day like nine the year 900 because there isn't a written history of what they personally were like so he can take the broad strokes of history see a character like ethelstan who dave pointed out never married and never had children so historians don't know if the real ethelstan was gay or not because it was so taboo at the time that never would have been written down and recorded mm-hmm. as part of history so someone like cornwell would come in and take all the things And they can incorporate that narrative into this story. And the reason I had no problem with it in the scope of this movie is because it made sense. The fact that he was gay was integral to the story. Uh, Engelmunder could have never manipulated him the way that he did if in the time skip, Ethelstan didn't become deeply religious and take on a man, male lover who clearly had nefarious motivations of his own. But it made so much sense that like this is why Ethelstan went down. He's like, I'm committing the worst sin that I possibly could be. The only way that I can make up for it in the eyes of the Lord is by making everybody in the Britain, uh, British Isles Christian. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go off King. Go off. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Like I, said, I mean, like I said, I guess at the start of this, it, such a compelling storyline, plot line, whatever you rhetorical device dramaturgically, I think it makes a ton of sense. It, <laughs> this plot line really uh suffered from the fact that it was in a movie if they could kind of stretch out this narrative over like the first four episodes of a season i think it would have not yep. been so slap in your face ethel stands gay he's making out with a dude every other yeah. scene and i and think it's it so would... bad and he yeah. you know, like, like that yeah. like side of it i think exactly sure. so yeah. in the movie it was very quick and could have mm-hmm. felt in your face but i don't think this was a case of they made him gay just for the sake of having a gay character absolutely yeah i yeah. completely agree 
And it ties really, really well with the whole ending where yes, I guess I'm jumping ahead with Uhtred. Well, I, okay, I'll pause there because I think we're almost towards the part where we can really talk about Uhtred, the last battle in Valhalla. I think all we, all I have written down that we should cover just quickly is Finnan and Sictric because we haven't sure. talked enough about them. And even if we, they didn't get a lot in the movies, but Finnan at least had that whole side storyline with his wife. And then arguably one of the most emotional scenes of the entire movie with trying to save his wife who was trapped in the mines. Cause my God, that was just, heartbreaking to really watch wow. and sick trick kind of stayed in the lane that he always is where he's just like a badass guy that's always around doing things when he's needed but he's right. not like the deepest written character of all time he's just a badass that i love to see on screen they got uh, the action yeah. scenes they needed they got the uh them citric and finnan running through the streets just murdering all the people when um I'm Immerse, ethelstan's yeah. people yeah ethelstan's yeah. people are just murdering everyone like they go off there and then of course in the battle they're just going to hold their own there's never a there's never a doubt really that they're going to take a take a blow because they're just so deadly you said mercia i have to bring up just the line in passing where utrid was like thank god ethelfled isn't alive to see it in a yeah. shambles like it is now she would have been so disappointed yeah, I also real yeah, quickly also mentioned to you that I also love the respect that everyone gives Alfred because Alfred was just tip of the hat, just loved that character so much. One of my favorite characters from this show and and of any show almost, you know, he was just such a great character. And I love that they give him the flowers when they can in this movie. We talked about this when we covered The Last Kingdom back in season five, but we haven't done a draft or a bracket in a long time and having Alfred and Uhtred and, and maybe some of the other characters available for best characters would be some game changers because the last time we did that was years ago and yeah. they weren't available Uhtred. for you guys to choose, <laughs> man, that would, uh, that would be interesting. We might have to do that, but, um, really I, yeah, that would be really fun because Alfred, I haven't re-listened to our pod, but I know that I think me was it me and you, Dave, definitely had Alfred and Nutri one and two. Yeah. Um, and I know that there was a lot of Alfreds being at least the top three. But um, oh yeah, Finnan and Citric, that was just like the victory lap. Give them the love they deserve. Finnan hilarious with the I'm old and I'm falling asleep in the middle of shit. Like <laughs> yeah. that was killing me. There was a lot of back and forth that were making me laugh. I'm I'm kind of pissing myself that I didn't write them down because I, there was a couple laugh out loud moments when they're just talking to each other. But again, like you guys said, just holding their own still, still badasses, running through mercy, taking care of business. I, they're just like, I know we said this a million times in the coverage, but the three of them and baby monk, they're just like the gang, mm, man. Like they're, dude, they're the best rest in peace. If you put like gangs, gangs, like, I don't know who's better. It's, it's tough, man. They're, they're homies. Baby monks, a Targaryen now. So he's doing okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, a <laughs> he's fucking, got that Sapphire eye. Yeah. He's got mm. a Sapphire Isn't eye. He, a he's hooking dragon. up with, uh, Ethel flood's kid, right? That's so, wow. That's, that's conjecture, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess speaking of, of characters that are on other shows, I mean, so now that you guys, you guys being Luke and, and James, are Luke has finished Will of Time, the book series. James is getting through it. You guys know that Citric is, is playing Masima. Yes. No, I can't wait. I did not know that. Yeah, I yeah, knew that. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. That's hype. He's be yeah. But he's going to be interesting. No book spoilers, obviously. But for me, as far as I've gotten, he's really only had like, parts here and there and then there's like a bigger part that he gets but like i yeah i just want his actor arnas not gonna go for his last name but he's the man and i want <laughs> very him very lithuanian so, so yeah 
so many more acting jobs. He deserves it. Like just like yeah. Baby Monk getting House of the Dragon, just Wheel of Time's a huge get for him. Get let's get Finnan on on I mean, something. Whenever yeah, they want to fucking let us know when season two is coming out, he should be in like the first or yeah. second episode. So I'm hyped to see his beautiful face in Wheel of Time. And yeah, behind the scenes, man. man, they crack me up. All of them. They're so oh, yeah, the behind the scenes make me feel oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. We uh, always wish... talk about that on Ben's Town where we're like, we love when the cast loves each other. They're like so funny. All of them. What's they the all one... hang out. What, what's the one clip? I think it's like Finnan is in his trailer watching like Vikings. Va- and I think it, yeah. Yeah, or Valhalla, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. And and then um Citra comes in. He's like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, you can't be doing that. It's so <laughs> And crazy. then they That's do that later. <laughs> Yeah, they do that later for Alexander Draymond. He's watching it. And then like he somebody comes in with a camera like through the window and he doesn't know. And then he looks over and sees him taping. He like gets scared. He's like, oh, shit, shit. He tries to close the laptop. (laughs) I always want to talk about someone that I want to see in more things consistently going forward. Definitely Alexander Draymond. Oh, yes. He was perfect for Utrin. I I literally can't picture this show being performed by anyone else. He was the role. He was the guy for this for this series. I mean, are we going to get into it? Is this the time? Yeah, let's just yeah. floodgates yeah. with yeah. it. I, I can start, I guess, just because like... You're going to defend your... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'm not going to talk about the end. I mean, I guess I could, but all I want to say is like the bar is through the roof anytime he's on the screen. Like I'm expecting near perfection and he didn't let down at all, man. Like just his acting delivery, just every time he's just on a scene, his presence is just felt just so... He's just so inevitable not to use Thanos's word uh he's just like the man like everything he does he's such an expert on the battlefield he did get his ass a little beat which caused him to end up dying in the fight but like whatever i mean he's been through like he's 104 wars. yeah he's 84 who says it? Is it in, the, in the voiceover that says like he was the greatest warrior of yes. our age like yes. it's just so much mad respect and i'll put a pin in the valhalla and the death scene i just like there, what is there to be said about Utrid besides that he is just one of the all-time, just most likable main characters? The final fight scene was just so well choreographed. I mean, everything was incredible. I really thought Ingelmunder was going to get the upper hand over Ethelstan, and then Utrid was going to kill Ingelmunder. And honestly, I would have been really pissed because I wanted Ethelstan to deal the final blow to Ingelmunder, which he ended up doing, which really quickly. He did not really. He well, did not. No, he he does not do it for him. But I'm just talking in terms of like he I guess you're right. Yeah, but Ned getting Stark the knife through the shit. The knife through the back execution is just one of the most brutal things I feel I like. I think that is like an honor like knight thing. Mm-hmm. I almost okay. want to say. I could be making that up and that could easily be from a book that I've read that's complete fiction, but I feel like for some <laughs> reason, like getting that knife like just through your neck like that is like a more honorable thing. Maybe it's like here. I don't remember. They, they it did that quick. to um, it must be Dior's quick. husband. What's his name? Yeah. I'm sorry. Sick trigger. Uh, Sick, trigger. Sick, trigger. Sick trigger. Yeah. Uh, he got Spartacus that. I feel too. Like somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Spart- like, yeah so Jesus. Okay. I'm not completely making that up. No, 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 definitely not. Oh, it makes sense because it is a quick death as well, too. I feel like it wouldn't be. I feel like it would be pretty quick. Sever your spinal cord. I mean, I'd probably rather get beheaded. Actually, no. Speaking of beheading, complete random fact that this is so not related, but it's an interesting (laughs) thing. I I read that a guy, a doctor, I guess, was going to be executed, and he got like his assistant Mm -hmm. to like grab his head, and he was going to try to blink as many times as he possibly could until he like died and passed out, and he blinked twenty eight times. 
I read that. Oh my yeah. that's god, a lot. that's a lot of blanks. Yeah, oh that's a lot god. of blanks that's... after being beheaded, dude. That's that crazy. Holy crazy. crap, <laughs> that's way more than I ever wanted. Talk to Talk about know. putting your life on the line for science. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> just like that's. I guess that's at least like twenty eight seconds, right? Um, probably a little less than that. Probably yeah, a little bit less. Yeah. Probably yeah. twice. Oh, yeah. He's a man of science. He wants to count right, so I'm sure he's. Yeah, he's probably doing Mississippi. But how much of that do you think? <laughs> how much of it? How much of that do you think though is just like muscle, just memory? Yeah, I but guess. he's like, doing what he said he was doing. He's not like guess, sticking yeah. his tongue out or something. He's, <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah, he's like. <laughs> but, uh, back to, to bring, yeah, back to the movie. But the also, I want to say, of course, you knew Uhtred had a plan. I just love how Uhtred is just such a competent mind on the battlefield because for like for five seasons we've seen him be a dumbass you know he's been a he's a playboy you know he loves fucking drinking all that good stuff and but when it humping. comes to the battlefield there's just the humping rather he's just he's one of a kind and he I was a little worried for a second but of course Uhtred was calm cool collected the whole time and they had the plan ready that they were going to flank it's always the flank shield wall again will never ever get old that's the best Dude, Whoa. shield wall, shield wall with a flank and cavalry is literally undefeated, probably in human history. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's literally like I listen to a Rome podcast, and it always comes down to dude, the horses, baby. If you forget yeah. about the horses, you're complete toast. <laughs> it's just so crazy how far we've come to. When you think back to season one, when the Danes, when we see the Danes do it for the first time, and like the English are just kind of freaking out, like what the fuck is shield wall? And now everyone in their right mind is doing it. It's just really cool to see the development, how far we've come. This show's mm-hmm. always just been fantastic at realistic battle sequences. Mm-hmm. And that I've first always one, like that first battle was crazy. The simple tricks or tactics that completely swing the tide of battle. For this, it's the you just got to keep your head, stick to the plan, take a few steps back. They're going to walk on the barbed like stuff yeah. that they had laid out on the ground. That would completely throw a wrench into any plan that they had. And mm-hmm. people start dropping because they're stepping on spikes. And then the yeah. cavalry from the back. It's just like I, I just love the battle sequences in this show. And it was not a disappointment in the movie. The only thing they were missing was a big ditch. Yeah. yeah they love their ditches. Good. That yeah. is they love that the is, ditches. Oh yeah, that's Warfare 101, baby. Just dig a ditch. You'll be all right. <laughs> they ain't have time for that shit. <laughs> but I mean, we talked about it. Like they really go for the realism over like the grand like CGI or choreography, mm-hmm. even though the choreography is great, but they really go for the realism. And from the very pilot episode, when I showed this to you guys. And Brian specifically, I remember you were like, dude, that's what got me in. I knew that that fight scene, that battle sequence was going to reel you guys in. And they stayed true to it for the entire five seasons and the movie. They went for the realism, the grittiness. And I mean, gosh, every time you see the shield wall and you're watching as the swords are trying to get through the shield wall (laughs) and you're you're like kind of bobbing your head hoping you just don't get stabbed in the freaking face like i was like i would not want to live back then man i could not only leo fritch had bobbed his head that's how he got poked through the wall which we all were just like honestly people probably died all the time that way but well why you got leo fritch like i thought pierlick was dead i thought that was just his death i thought that was it i was just like okay it's fine crawled out is just i was like Someone step on his fucking Samwell Tarly, dude, <laughs> being being stepped on by the White Walkers. And yeah, dare you on. compare Ooh. those two? <laughs> question is going to be: What do we think about the whole him losing Serpent's breath for like forty minutes and then getting a backstory line? 
Wait, was, you got it back, cracked me up. It was a yeah, side it was quest. Funny, yeah, but it, it just was, like felt like a weird little storyline that it was a side in. quest. I enjoyed it because of how we got it back. He just like saw it and was like, "This is mine, and that's yours." <laughs> <laughs> it was just so, yeah, it was so yeah. badass. It was added fuel to the fire to hate Ethelstan for me because his invasion of the castle that Uhtred said, "Don't do this; it's unnecessary violence," led yeah. to us losing that sword that we love. So we we mentioned because those little those fucking rugrats thugs whatever we're like fucking with whoever utrid i guess when he like has his hood down and he's like go back to your mothers or whatever and we even said like well, like are they gonna come back and then 15 yeah. minutes later they're fucking mugging our boy <laughs> yeah, coward i think that it also was trying to prove the point that yeah he has been he's a oh my gosh i almost said it i almost said he's a has-been he's not Ooh. a has-been he's he's older and he's he hasn't been fighting for a long time i think it was it's almost like the last of us with joel when he's like i'm too over this shit like i think it was just trying to like prove the point that yeah you know nobody's invincible it's been a long time utrid can in the middle of a battle get mugged by these kids and have his sto- sword stolen and then like the sword getting back to him is like the symbolism to like yeah i'm back baby i, I that's the only all... reason that's the only thing i took it as. i mean even when you it's first like Marvel, like Captain America gets a shield back and he's like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they depicted it really well Assemble. in the beginning, in the beginning, too, with how long and crazy his hair was. I don't know if it was because it was grown out or if it was just let down. I couldn't really tell. It seemed like when he was ready to go to battle, he shaved the sides of his head and put the hair in the, the traditional way. But I mean, he was pigging out. He was drinking, drinking beers with everybody, just letting the hair oh, down. Yeah. So he was definitely a little out of shape from from the moment we saw him in the beginning. They definitely lived a fantastic life in that time. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, yeah. glad they like, did. Like they deserved the every second of it. Yeah, they deserved it the all. Time. But I guess yeah, we that, can get that, into the Valhalla scene. Let's do it, because that era of peace like gave me peace, just them having yeah. known they partied and all that time, whatever. But getting to the end, like I, I don't know if I'm just super biased, and I am. Of course I am. We're on this podcast talking about The Last Kingdom. But I thought the, the Valhalla scene was like 100 out of 10 for me. Like the when he turns... And every you know what's what's happening as he's like going towards the door, the door and he he opens it he sees Valhalla and then turns like the the acting on his face like I was just straight emotional. And, I have chills right now. It was, yeah, it was so good. dude, seriously, it was so good. Like the way he he just like put five seasons in a movie worth of acting of a journey into that one look when he just looked back at his past and his life and then knows that he's going to Valhalla. Like it was just like i couldn't have that could have happened at the end of season five and we could have called it a day basically and i would have been just as happy like that scene was what i was like really really looking forward to when i picked them first overall because i was convinced he was going to die i was like this is if we're going to die like i'm i didn't think we were going to see valhalla and i'm really happy we did but just like everything about that scene just it it was just perfection to me i love that like he's able to you know, have his final words with everybody talk to everyone and you know just share a moment with them before and how they introduce Valhalla to is really great because you just hear this faint cheering in the background. It's how it mm-hmm. starts and you just know right away what he's hearing. It's definitely the halls of Valhalla and like it just gets louder and louder and then he turns around and he's looking at both parties. Brita could have been Brita should have been on the bench for that one. Young Ragnar <laughs> should have been there. Brita should have been on the fucking bench. Brita's in Uhtred's Valhalla. Yeah, yeah well, that's fine, but I got to give her 100%. shit for when, whenever her, she we see her, we got to give her shit. Um, but either way, I think it was just fantastically Lord. done. I, I would have to agree. I mean, I think he, I know they left it 
open to interpretation, but I think just the fact that he even saw Valhalla, like there's just no way that he's going back to the normal life after that. Dave, you giving up ground in our fucking Yeah, I'm giving up ground. Too late. <laughs> you fucking scumbag. We were sharing <laughs> we were sharing sole possession of first place. And now you're seeding ground. So we all tied. That's not fun. Because we all everyone, I guess, if we're if we will allow the idea that Utrid is no longer alive. <laughs> we all tie, yeah. We all, have all of us had exactly one death, and that's like, come on, come on. Fine, I'll do it for Utrid because he would want he would want me to relent. Just want me to be a tyrant. Yeah. Valhalla is an awesome concept for heaven. Yeah. Oh In God. any religious system, yeah, all your ancestors are just partying. They're waiting for yeah. you, dude. And, dude, the entry <laughs> requirement is so easy. You just got to die yeah. with a weapon in your hand. And badass. Everybody yeah. should yeah. aspire. If you see me on the way out, put a sword in my hand. Yeah. Luke, I know you got a couple. <laughs> yeah, we were looking at it all. You, like, the only requirement, it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. It's literally you just have to have died on the battlefield with a weapon in your hand. It's just. Yartan didn't get it. It also no. it answered our question about if Heston counted. Remember, because right. I loved Heston, dude. Great seeing Heston, of course. He he ended up being the homie in the end. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just good shit. And I and Luke, you had put a pin in this, and I wrote it down myself as well, so that we didn't kind of gloss over it. And I guess I'll make two points here that are kind of maybe are a good kind of summary of of the entire kind of journey and the ending and why we kind of needed a movie. I know a couple of us have said that we would have been fine with the ending of season five. And I know B Tom's brought up the idea of the show kind of how you feel about it probably depends on what you thought the actual point of the show was, but I Uhtred kind of quote unquote, bending the knee and allowing Ethel Stan to be kind of the actual King allowing the folding Northumbria into England and then him dying pretty much culminates. I think both, because I think the idea of Uhtred being able to pass Bebenberg down to his son is, I feel like, that's the actual goal i feel like for him like obviously he wants it for himself but like if only he lived there i feel like it wouldn't be as meaningful as being able to have his son now be the lord of bebenberg and then his son after that so i feel like that one move by him creates or i guess succeeds checks both boxes of the bebenberg storyline and the england storyline in a perfect way and then the second point is that a perfect way to rope in the history of Ethelstan is like having Uchtred make him promise to not have a wife or kids. So I feel like that was right. just like, and I think great because it's like low key, like Uchtred knows his secret and that makes keeping his secret much easier because there's no rumors now of well, why doesn't Ethelstan have a wife? Why doesn't he have any kids? He can just go hump whoever he wants because he's like, ah, I made a promise. Like I made an oath. So masterstroke by Uchir right at the end. I mean, he like Dave had said, he's kind of a carouser and we've seen him be dumb and be a womanizer and all that kind of stuff. But I, at the end, for he's just like a, just a wise man at this point. He is just oh, yeah. the guy. Like if I need help with anything, like he's just the guy. I would ride across the, the entire British Isles to get to, <laughs> to ask him a single question. Mm. <laughs> ask yeah, him if Destiny's so. all. Well, I wouldn't think I know the answer to that one. Yeah, <laughs> but he would be the guy to ask for sure. You'd, you'd want you'd want to hear him answer it rather than answering yeah. yourself. For yeah, sure. for sure. Go all the way there. Is Destiny still all? Oh, <laughs> you know it, and course, then you just dude. chill out, take a yeah. week at Bebenberg. You know, yeah, enjoy the water out there. Yeah. Speaking of which, 
how epic was it to end it with oh, showing yeah. the real oh, yeah. Bebenberg? Definitely. And like modern day, you see the people visiting it. Like, holy Binge hell, we're trip? gonna go there. Yeah, uh, we we're gonna to go say there. The yeah, let's do it. Trip. That'd be sick. I, and then we record outside of the castle. <laughs> we're live. <laughs> um, uh, didn't someone stay? Like, we'll end up building it out of stone or something to Uhtred. I feel like I might have read that or heard. That, that was that was the whole thing about the end of season five when it was burning. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. That's my headcanon for what actually happened in real life. <laughs> Hell yeah. Should we get our final thoughts in here? I feel like we we hit everything, right? I have Yeah, two, I think so. I have two lasting comments is that Anlof mm-hmm. was just an oh, absolute yeah. fail. The potential was there so hard. He felt like just almost an afterthought in the movie when mm-hmm. we've known that Dane villains have kind of fueled a lot of what we loved about the show. So that was a little bit disappointing. He was just dealt a shitty hand, I guess. Um, nothing yeah. to do, I think, with the actor. He looked physically like very imposing and like a good character. And the number two is just shout out to my boy Tom Wamsgans from fucking Succession for starting this all up. Uhtred, dad mm-hmm. of Uhtred. So... <laughs> shout out to uh shout out to Udra Dad of Udra. That's Tom? Yeah, that's Tom. Wow. I don't think yeah. I've told you I'm one season into succession. There we go. So yeah, so that fact even hits harder for you now, yeah, after oh, one yeah. season. It's so funny. I did Kathleen blew my mind like two to three episodes ago on the podcast and told me that. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> and then you know? blew my mind because no she's idea. my that's my favorite character in succession. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. But that was mm-hmm. yeah, I had to get that parting shot in. Final thoughts being as much as we complained about, you know, how much it needed to be a whole season, I still think the movie was just a fun, enjoyable watch. I don't think there's any real rewatch value to it. I think overall, you know, the ride of The Last Kingdom and doing this podcast has been such a blast. This show ended up being one of my favorite shows of all time. Encourage everyone to go out there and watch it if you haven't already. Um, <laughs> you would hope they've watched it. I would hope. Yeah, they're I would listening hope. to us. <laughs> I would hope. Real fans of Benchtown listen to the podcast, then watch the episode. There are but, some of them out there. <laughs> but it did have it, it. This movie did have that Last Kingdom feel to it, and I think they ended the season in a in a decent enough way that I'm happy to put this show still in my top of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just so fun to get back into the last kingdom. Yeah, it really was just this show's one of a kind. And yeah, they did this movie well enough. I fully intend to do a rewatch of the series, and I would definitely include this to close off my rewatch of the series. So a satisfying mm-hmm. end to Uhtred. I think that ambiguous death scene with Valhalla. Did he die? Did he not? He's 500. It's OK if he finally lets go. <laughs> I that He's was just a, a very good second ending for the character because the end of se- uh, season five was already such a good ending for the character. So I feel like I got mm-hmm. two satisfying endings to the character. So good job, Netflix. Great movie. Good movie. I'll go. I'll go next. Um, yeah, like this was this was fantastic. Much needed. Everything that we've been saying, like even just talking about it, I like it even more after this little yeah. conversation we just had. And I'm glad you brought up the Anlof thing because I was meaning to bring him up too. I It's weird to have a Dane fail on the show because all yeah. of the Danes are usually epic. It's just there wasn't enough time to put towards him when we had Athelstan. We had to build up. So that was just like, you know. Of like getting the his daughter, I guess, and Inglemunder in is like high level. Like he was yeah. scheming, mm-hmm. like pulling strings from across whatever that it's it, Part uh, part of ocean is between Ireland and England. I can't think of it on the fly right now, but he was doing the damn thing. Yeah, it's cool that. And when you even reflect on the quote that he had, he's like, "I have spies everywhere," and 
it, it, like just rewatching that and hearing that and thinking of oh, oh shit like that's Engelmunder because I don't think that reveal had come yet at that moment it was just we had only believed it was just the, the girl yeah yeah it's just sad that we didn't get to spend enough time with all these new characters but whatever beating a dead horse it was great I loved it the Valhalla scene is going to stick with me for a really 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 long time I I've been thinking about it every single day since um and then if you're uh, a listener of Bingetown and you've you've heard us on other things just know like this will not be the last time we talk about Last Kingdom when we do like town halls and stuff where we're picking favorite episodes or villains or actor performances or scenes Last Kingdom's in every single one of those categories at to some level so stick around you know we'll be talking about the Last Kingdom in some form or the other Uhtred of Bebenberg will definitely be uttered again on this podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell course. yeah. Who's left? Just me? Yeah, yeah. Make it snappy. Let's go. <laughs> I guess it's parting fitting shot, that bro. I'm the last one. <laughs> parting shot. I got a couple parting shots here. <laughs> me being the last one to talk, it's fitting. I'm the one who brought it to the pod. It feels good to have all of my homies here. Destiny brought us together yeah. for one <laughs> big podcast to talk about how much we love The Last Kingdom. I agree with everything you guys said. Talking through this with you makes me feel better about some of the gripes I had. No matter what, I thought that this was a very, very entertaining movie. My only thing, like totally understand with, with the movie and the, the time thing, we got early on some name drops when they were talking about blood hair and, and Heston and even our girl Skade got a nice little name drop. Mm-hmm. Um, I just would have liked anything. They gave Utra Jr. a quick name drop when mm. Engelmunder says, you know, your your son, blah, 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 blah. And he says, oh, he's he's the scholar, that one. We got a little name drop for Utra Jr. I would have liked something for Hild, at the very least, Diora. Otherwise, mm. you know, it is what it is. I am so happy that the Valhalla scene wasn't kept out because they couldn't get young Ragnar's actor. It has to be because of that. I'm sure they asked him. There has to be some kind of conflict because why would you not ask young Ragnar's actor to be in it when a big part of the story was getting him to Valhalla? So I'm glad that they didn't like decide let's not do that scene because young Ragnar will be missing because like you guys said, it's, it was amazing. And I thought season five was ridiculously awesome of an ending for Uhtred. Uh, a full culminating story from the very beginning to the very end of him getting Bebenberg back and the funniness of how, when we were talking about the pilot episode, when we're like, how soon will he get kill his uncle and get Bebenberg back? And you guys are like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like episode three, maybe five at the end of the season. <laughs> it's destiny brought us to the fifth season and he got Bebenberg oh, back yeah. and destiny brought us to Valhalla. So I, I really enjoyed this movie, but guys, if there's nothing else, we I can have, end this one. I have a parting, have a parting shot. shot. Parting okay, shot. Party. Yeah. Parting party shot. Up, dude. My second parting shot is that Osbert actually had a good showing. I'll say this because you brought it up, Jimmy, Not and, we good joked, enough, dude. and we <laughs> joked about it. But like objectively, like he proved himself to be somewhat of a capable, I thought, at very least, he's a little bit shrewd. He can handle himself in the, in the heat of the moment. He obviously has created a, a little bit of a bond with Edmund, who will be the next king because Ethelstan won't have any kids. So he's going to inherit Bebenberg. I feel like he is... It, the movie set him up very well, if you want to like extrapolate a lot. So shout out to Osbert. Yeah, and one more parting shot, guys. One the more deuteragonist of the movie, Osbert. <laughs> the movie's about Osbert. But <laughs> also, one last thing. 
I just need to say again, one more parting shot, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Alexander Draymond, the man. Uh, He is completely (laughs) one of the best. His acting performances throughout the the five seasons plus the movie has been amazing. There's been so many good acting performances throughout this show. (sighs) Alfred, every you know, we don't we don't have to name him, but Alexander Draymond deserves all the recognition that he can get. I hope we see him again somewhere else. I'm sure we will. I mean, we have some Game of Thrones prequels coming where he can fit right in and some some things like that. That would be freaking awesome. But all right, guys. So if you like what you heard, check us out at BingetownTV.com. If you want to support the podcast, hit us up on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, DM us, subscribe, hit that like button. We appreciate all the support. We appreciate every single person messaging us, emailing us, trying to talk about theories or praises or criticisms of the podcast, whatever. We love talking to all of our listeners. We're covering a lot of shows right now. We have The Mandalorian. We have Yellow Jackets. We have Succession. We are busy right now. The Last Kingdom came at a great time, though, because I'm not on any podcast and I need to do something. (laughs) We're really killing it right now. We got great momentum. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. You do. You guys are doing great without me. I might. Uh, I might have to drop out. Hut Jimmy. Yeah, you're like the Alf weird of the podcast. But once again, guys, we are Town TV. Destiny is all. And thank you so much for listening. Destiny is Biak is my boy. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.